Not everyone is great on camera. This is a art. This is a way how you communicate. This is a way how you tell your story. So if you want to know the secret to on-camera success, this is the episode for you. So let's just say in 2023, this year, you're going to be featured somewhere in mm -hmm. a in a local a local show, a local program. This is Cheryl Tan. And how you would prepare is much like how you would prepare for a podcast interview mm. is you would watch the program. You do a little bit of research, a little bit of intel on the person who will be interviewing you just to get an idea of the kinds of questions they ask. Cheryl is a speaker, media trainer, and a host of the Standout Podcast. In her 20-year career, she had the honor of telling thousands of stories for a TV audience. Thousands. Now she's sharing the same skills that she learned in the newsroom to help businesses so that you can learn a lot from her. I don't have to explain you what kind of value you will be getting from this episode. 20 years from a journalist and this is what you need if you want to see on-camera success. Stick with me and you're going to learn a ton. If you want to learn more about me, go to issuesing.com, I-S-H-U-S-I-N-G-H, issuesing.com. You can go there and learn more about me. If you want to learn more about startingtoknow.com, go to startingtoknow.com. Startingtoknow.com is the website. Go there and learn about many business-related topics. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Cheryl to the show. Hi, Cheryl. Welcome to the show. Ishu, thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor to be here. My my pleasure to have you here. It's truly my pleasure. So let's start with what you do at Cheryl Tan Media. Let's start from there. I love that question because so often when different people ask you, different things come out, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but today what I do is I help leaders show up better on camera, essentially. That's really the nuts and bolts of it. And when I started the business in 2014, it was very different. It was more media relations. It was PR strategy. And over time, I realized that using my experience as a TV news anchor and a reporter, just using that on-camera experience to help my clients, that was the most beneficial thing for them is helping them to tell their stories and communicate better when they're standing in front of the camera or in recent years on Zoom. And as I know, like you have almost 20 years of experience in the media, like mostly in front of the camera, not mm -hmm. behind the camera. So how someone can prepare for an on-camera appearance? Do you have any specific routines or habits that you suggest? Like, how do you move forward with that? The It's not sexy. It doesn't sound as sexy <laughs> as it is. But And nothing, I guess, really is when you're talking about the, the work that goes into being great. But it's really doing the homework. It's knowing where you're going to be showing up. So let's say, for example, issue, you're mm. going to be interviewed by a local media outlet. Uh, have you ever have you ever already been interviewed by a local media outlet? No, I, I was being named. I was not never being uh, interviewed by anyone. Okay. I so got an opportunity. Come. I kind of passed away. I'm I'm honestly telling you, 
I was I was scared. <laughs> oh no. Okay, after today that will not happen. So let's just say in 2023 this year you're going to be featured somewhere in mm-hmm. a in a local a local show, a local program. And how you would prepare is much like how you would prepare for a podcast interview mm. is you would watch the program, you do a little bit of research, a little bit of intel on the person who will be interviewing you just to get an idea of the kinds of questions they ask, just get an idea of the kinds of stories they tell. So you can show up the way that makes sense for you. Mm. So if you were to do that, right? So if you were to get an interview, so let's say the the host calls you and says, issue, Mm. I need you in the studio at 6 p.m. Eastern on Friday, you're going to say yes, uh, which is what I tell my clients to do. Because as as you have said, sometimes mm. they say no. And I say, no, 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 no. <laughs> Please don't do don't that. Do that. <laughs> say yes, because it's an opportunity to talk about the thing you know so well, your, your, your topic, your expertise, your business. And we don't want to give that opportunity away. So mm-hmm. once you do that, once you've done that homework, once you've talked with, or once you've you've done the research to watch the show, to listen to a program, to read a little bit about your interviewer, you're going to figure out what you want to say. You're going to talk about your business, your offering, whatever expertise that you have. You're going to figure out three bullet points that makes sense for your audience. So typically, if somebody were to reach out to you, they have a topic in mind. Given that it's the beginning of the year, it's probably tied to something related to a fresh start. Hmm. So if that's the case, do you have anything you'd want to talk about, issue about the beginning of the year? Like maybe like how to prepare a marketing strategy for a new year. Let's take an example. That's perfect. So I don't mean to turn the tables on you, <laughs> <laughs> but let's say you could talk about marketing strategy and after a long and brutal holiday season, how to help small businesses start the year off with three smart marketing moves, right? So that's something I know you could do. And let's say the the interviewer is going to ask you those questions related to those three things. So you're you're ready. Like, you know, your three things, you know, the marketing strategies, you are ready to go. So step two, right? So the first thing is you did homework. Step two is you have your three bullet points and three things that you really want to address. The last thing is to kind of look at how you show up physically. So I like to say, wear solid colors, be comfortable in what you're wearing. And typically when people are wearing solid colors, they, you know, they wear they're wearing a color they love, they know they look good in it and they'll show up mm-hmm. in a positive way. So kind of be aware of what you're wearing. So kind of stay away from the patterns, show up in a color that is solid and look your best, right? Mm. Uh, Hair is groomed, Mm. (laughs) uh, shaved, um, not too much jewelry. And you are there with the energy you want to project onto the screen. So a little bit more energy and Mm. your interviewer will see that energy and will really enjoy having that conversation with you. So those are the three things. Number one, do your homework. Mm -hmm. Number two, come prepared with 
what you're going to talk about. And the third thing is focus a little bit on how you're physically going to show up. So solid color, a lot of energy, smiling, looking them in the eye, and the interview is going to be a great conversation. Interesting. Interesting. Are there any techniques to engage with the audience uh, while being on camera? Like, I'm going to go with the confidence, but are there any signs that I don't know, like how I'm looking still, I'm like, someone is going to be scared, like whosoever is going yeah. for the first time. So how to pick up that, how was I, it as, know, those signals? It is, and I will just say this, it is very scary to be in a news, in a, in a, in a, in a studio. Mm. And if you happen to be, for example, in a news studio for a live interview, there's a lot of activity that happens. It's mainly because we're used to the noise. Mm. The the people who are on set, the anchors, the reporters, we're just used to a lot of movement and a lot of noise. And people who are guests, who are brought into a studio, it can be a little jarring. So Yishu, when mm. you are in your TV interview, <laughs> mm. be ready for it. Just be ready for a lot of activity. And when you are on set, when the when it comes time for you to say your piece about your three smart marketing moves, mm -hmm. it's very quiet. So the only thing that you'll hear is your voice. And that can be very jarring as well. Mm. A couple of things to remember if you are in this situation is you actually won't be looking into the camera. Like you might think that that would be where you feel nervous, but you're actually going to be having a conversation. You're having a conversation with your interviewer. So whoever this person is asking you questions, talking about your business, talking about your marketing strategy, mm -hmm. they're actually talking to you. And so you are speaking to them. You're not looking into the camera. You're looking into their eyes. And really, mm -hmm. if you think about having a conversation with this person, I think it becomes a lot easier to be yourself to project energy. And so mm. that's the thing I would want you to leave this conversation with is if you're going to be on camera is the camera flattens you out. It, it makes you seem less energetic, even though you feel like you are projecting so much energy into the world, you actually have to double that because mm -hmm. the camera will flatten you out. So once you do that, you'll feel just right. It'll sound like you're having a conversation with a friend. And that's really what you want to do is you want your audience to see you as that expert that is approachable. And that's how you'll be able to do that. So exude a little bit more energy than is normal. Speak to that interviewer as, as if he or she is a friend. And that conversation is something that your audience will really resonate with. And you also mentioned about like preparation. So I want to touch a little bit there practice makes a man perfect or woman perfect <laughs> but in this case i'm not going to be getting much chances so if i screw a first time i don't know whether i'm going to get a second chance or not what are the things that can be done behind the scenes like that can take a person from zero to hero like anything any practice points any suggestions absolutely love that question you have your three points right mm -hmm. so you have your three marketing smart marketing moves what I would suggest is writing them down in on a piece of paper, on, on index cards, 
And they're not anything you'll bring into the studio, but just writing them down will help you remember what they are. And as you are thinking about those points, so let's just say the first smart marketing move you have is to analyze the data. I'm Hmm. clearly making this up. You probably have something a lot smarter than that, but let's just say analyzing the data is one of the smart marketing moves that you have small businesses look at for the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm is to have a really impactful story for explaining how that would work. Maybe you have a client, maybe you worked with someone who really got value from that one piece. And having that story allows you to tell that story when your mind is racing to think of that next thing. Because it's so much easier to tell a story than it is Mm. to really think about, oh, here are my points. Cheryl told me to think about (laughs) the Mm -hmm. three marketing moves. Well, forget that because that might leave your brain. in, In the heat of the moment, when you're looking at that red light, that there is actually a red light in the studio. Mm. You might forget all of those things, but you won't forget the story. You won't forget the story of a client who who got some real value from analyzing their data and doing something different with their marketing once they did that. Hmm. And, And so instead of really thinking about practicing in front of a mirror, which you can do, I I never found a lot of success with that personally, because they told us to do the same thing. As a reporter, they would say, Oh, just practice in front of the mirror. I never found a whole lot of value out of that because the real value is actually doing it live. So you're going to learn so much by actually sitting in the interviewee's seat. Hmm. But having those stories mapped out in your head, that is the real value right then and there to be able to share those stories and being able to put those cohesively together to to, to kind of frame your expertise that's so valuable. You you mentioned like few points there, talking about the marketing strategy, the story is going to be there. Mm-hmm. When I'm there, when the person is there, picking up the signals, uh, engaging with the audience, we talked about that. Is there any way to calm down the nerves? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm there. Yeah, I know I'm struggling. There. I know I'm confused. I know like I'm terrified, like whatever terms that you want to use, but yeah, I'm scared in short. Yep. So how to come up, like overcome those nerves? I'm scared too. Like if I were in that position, I would be scared as well. So don't think that people who've been doing it for years and years and years don't get nervous either. I think when we feel like we shouldn't feel nerves, that is a misconception because we're just nervous because we want to do a great job. We want to not fall flat on our face. We Mm. don't want to look silly. All those things are rolled into it. Here's a trick that one of our, one of my consultants told me, and I've never forgotten it. And when I share this with people, they seem to find value with this as well, Mm. is you'll be speaking with a person. So you'll be able to talk to a human and see that person's eyes. And that person does not want you to fail either. The interviewer does not want you to fail. They want you to to share your three marketing tips and do so with success. So one way is to really focus on that person, the interviewer, just focus on that person person listening to you and understanding you and helping you to create a better conversation for the audience. But let's just say it's not a person. Let's just say you're looking into the camera and there's no human there. Mm -hmm. the 
thing that you do is focus on your best client, maybe a loved one, but you really need to focus on one person and that will help you create the energy that you need and will oh, honestly try this when you, mm. when you try this issue, let me know, but mm. try this because it will lower your blood pressure a little bit. Okay. <laughs> you might still feel the butterflies, but it will, it will help you feel less anxious when you know you're speaking to one person. So if that one person is your interviewer, that's great. You can see them smile. You can see them nod their head. You can see them really connect with you in that conversation. But let's just say it's a camera that they have you speaking into a camera and there's nobody there for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Imagine that person on the other side of the camera is your client or your best friend or someone who would really find benefit from mm -hmm. what you're saying. It's going to be a little bit harder for me, but I'm getting your point because I'm <laughs> practicing the same thing uh, while making the YouTube videos sometimes. Oh, good. Uh, That's great. So going in front of a camera, like, yes, I, I think like talking in front of a mirror um, is not for me as well at the same time. But, well, when I talk to camera, when I yeah. see my, myself on the screen, like what I actually recorded, it's a it's a different kind of thing uh, that I I might not have noticed while talking to the mirror because I don't know what I did at that time. I cannot look back because that conversation already happened. So camera, I think, tells um, much more in depth. I'm really like hundred percent confident about it. Like I think talking in front of camera, recording it and seeing it uh, makes much more sense for me and maybe for some of the people as well. Uh, and I think if I'm going to keep on doing, uh, maybe that's going to help me out because when I was starting, even now, like I take maybe for two lines, I take 20 takes, maybe something. <laughs> I, I keep on repeating the same stuff. So mistakes happen. So but I don't know, like in the in the studio, like you tell me, uh, Cheryl, like you get only one chance, whatever yes. you want to say, you say once and you're done. You're done. Exactly. If you're in the studio, it is one chance and you're done. And if you really think about that, people don't really notice when you stumble. When I first started doing the TV thing, and and, it, and I'm talking about it from the, the, the TV host part. Hmm. I always thought that it was so important to be technically perfect, to say all the syllables correctly, to not have an um or an awe ah in there, to not be perfect, essentially. Hmm. And people really relate to you when you're real. And in real life, there are stumbles. Sometimes the words don't come out 100% correctly. There are ums and ahs and pauses and all of those things. And so they do make you more relatable. If you're going to be a, a guest, mm -hmm. it's more important to have your ideas clarified than to be technically perfect. And I know that's a really hard thing to, to really understand until you're on the other side of it. But that's really the truth is if you can really help somebody with your marketing tips or your video tips or the things that you're saying, then that's really the most important thing. And, it, and I think really that's an important thing to understand as we're all creating video these days and congratulations on your YouTube channel. But what people will remember is honestly how you help them versus whether you said everything 100% correctly. And that's what we're thinking about 
as the creator, we're thinking, how do I not mess up? How do I, <laughs> how do I make sure that all the words come out correctly? Well, what they want to get is value from what you're, what you're saying. And they're going to understand stories. They're going to really connect with your emotion mm -hmm. and how passionate you are about what you're talking about more than the exact words and how you say it. Yeah, I can 100% relate to it because I'm not a native English speaker. So I came <laughs> to Canada like more than a decade ago. So even with this podcast, like it took a lot of courage. And some most of the times I'm kind of an okay uh, English speaker, but sometimes I do make mistakes and that happens, especially like when, when you're talking, not you're not mm -hmm. writing. So there is no second chance. So mistakes do happen. So... I'm getting success uh, in this podcast. People are liking it. I think so. Uh, it proves your point that you need to deliver the value. Arms, us, like can be avoided, and or people are gonna neglect it anyways. If you're if you're delivering the value, so values value comes first and is important part. Uh, rest of the things are kind of later or a kind of no importance at all. I 100% agree with you there. I love your show. And I'm so glad that you have put it together. It's very successful. And I love the conversations you have on it. And I wanted to go back to one point that you said sure. about the videos you are creating. It's the best way to get better. It is the number one way. And I, you know, I run a, vid a video boot camp and I work with students to help them do exactly what you're doing. And I tell them to do exactly what you're doing, which is record videos on their phone and watch them back. It's so very simple. So, mm. so very simple. Yeah. And it is the, the best way to see the progress, to see the way that you are feeling more comfortable and showing up as yourself on video. And that's like the most important thing. That is the most important thing to finally be you, the you that your family knows, the you that your friends know. If you can translate that person into the person on camera, you've won. I think there are so many platforms like YouTube, podcasts. I'm talking to you um, in a podcast episode in a different way. In a YouTube video, I will be doing the YouTube video alone because I don't do the interview. So I will be talking in a different way. So I think adaptability is another topic. I think I wanted to ask you there, mm -hmm. how can we adapt when like on camera present presence on different platforms? Uh, maybe if I'm doing a webinar, it's yeah. going to be different. If it is going to be a in studio interview is going to be different. Podcast is different. So how can we adapt? Any methodologies there? Any, any tips? Well, so why do we have to be different? And I, what I mean by that is mm -hmm. we are who we are and the energy that we have is what we have. We do have to adapt our messaging. Mm. We have to adapt what we say to the different platforms. So if you're, if you're creating a webinar, you're going to be sharing one thing with that audience. But if you are going to be on that webinar and then the next day you'll be on a TV set for a noon news interview, mm -hmm. um, why would you be different necessarily? Again, different things you might be talking about. Yeah. Maybe you're more specific in the webinar because you're leading your audience to a certain point. But as far as how you show up, Mm -hmm. You being 
that person who wants to provide value, uh, who gives energy to your audience, that doesn't necessarily have to change. So really it's thinking about not so much how you show up, but what you say in those different places. I think that's the change there. I never look from that point of view because I was more focused. I'm still focused on on platform because mm-hmm. I've tried, I've studied so many videos, podcasts, like so many different categories because marketing is my area. So I I do need to study a lot like what is happening in different platforms. So I was thinking from a platform point of view because when you are making YouTube videos, the way I'm talking to you right now in a podcast, it's not going to go well in um, YouTube. Like maybe if I'm a Joe Rogan, that's a different scenario. Like uh, whatever I'm going to say, it's going to be a hit. But if I'm issue, if I'm uh, very few people know me on YouTube, then it won't be engaging. Um, they don't know me. They they don't recognize me. So I think initially we need to, I don't know, like put a facade or something like, I don't know. Uh, put out some energy. Uh, people are gonna like uh, you if you're gonna be re- original, original tone when you're talking to someone in your home. Like it's different. You, you're you're not giving that positive energy all the time. Like, you are your true self. Sometimes you're gonna be low. Sometimes you're gonna be high. So finding out what is your perfect way to speak or what is your uh, gonna be your energy in front of the camera. Like this is a point that you have to hit every time. Um, it's it's hard, and I think it's kind of an exercise. It's what I believe. I'm telling you my beliefs, what mm-hmm. I believe, what I have experienced. It's more so a platform focused. What I have experienced firsthand. If you're gonna go on Instagram, it has to be focused more on the youth. Like you have to speak quickly. People have a short attention span. They're mm-hmm. gonna swipe next. They're gonna do swipe yeah. next. So kind of binge worthy sessions. If you're gonna if you're gonna have like s- slow uh, way of speaking, a, s- a slow delivery, it's gonna be hard for s- retaining that particular viewer or listener to hold on to what you are saying. Uh, that's the point that I was uh, I was I was saying there. Uh, why I'm more focused on the platform rather than being. Uh, who I am all the time. Well, what you're saying is, and I 100% agree with you. As someone who I have three teenage boys, mm-hmm. I know their attention spans are like two seconds. Yeah. And attracting them or 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 trying to reach them on different platforms, that requires a different type of strategy. But I'm going to go back to what I said before is it doesn't mean that you have a different energy. Mm. It just means that what you say and how you attract them is something you think about in a different way. For example, on a TikTok video or Mm. an Instagram reel, you're going to get to the point much quicker. And maybe your video includes not only your voice, but other types of video content to attract their attention. On a YouTube video, maybe quicker edits, but you and your energy needs to be, your energy needs to be high, no matter which platform you decide to show up on, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn even. 
having that energy that's high and you, so both high and you will be critical in the future. And just really focusing on the messaging, getting to the point quickly. I think that's what we as content creators will need to focus on even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting your point there. So basically, like, I'm going to give you one more example. Like one of the one of my recent TikTok videos kind of got viral, like 500,000 views. So in, wow. in a matter of days. So I was just getting like maybe thousand views or something like that in, in an hour. Or so uh, I was I was studying myself, not some other one some of the people so i was studying myself like what is happening uh why the previous videos did not click that much why the newer videos did not click that much like what happened still maybe that that's part of the algorithm but i i agree with you there in the video that guy that got viral had some kind of faster edits and the the energy was high i was just going boom boom like this is this this is this like i was jumping next 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 the <laughs> other videos were kind of slow this is how you do it I click here go there do this do that so people were not sticking so i think yeah i'm I'm getting a point and I agree with you there as well so go with a higher energy uh than what you normally do but be yourself yes always you and it feels counterintuitive to be so energetic, but it is still you. It is still us on camera. It's still us. It is still definitely us, but it's more about pushing that energy out into the world as opposed to keeping it inside. Mm-hmm. And, and and it is about passion. It honestly is about passion. I think people these days, because there's so much content out there, mm. we could scroll for days and see no one we know on our social feeds it's it, it's there's a definite competition for our time for our eyeballs for our attention and they want to see we want to see people who love what they do hmm. and that's attractive true true i agree before i try to wrap it up i just want to ask you one last question what are some of the common mistakes that you might have seen people committing over and over on camera, anything. Number one is not focusing on audio. I know that sounds so weird because we're talking about video here, but if someone wanted to hear what you have to say and you make them strain to hear it, they're going to click off. So with the focus on captions these days, depending on the platform, that may not be as important, but certainly on YouTube, if you're not using captions and it's a video where your words are important, make sure that you can be heard clearly, whether it's a microphone or just that you're in a quiet place. Number two, they're not focusing on lighting. If if it's a, a kind of video where you want to be seen, I know that sounds weird too. There are some videos where your faces aren't shown mm-hmm. and it's just graphics. But if you are on camera and you're meant to be on camera, make sure that you look as good as you can. So that means making sure that the light is on your face and that you're framed properly. And what I'm doing right now with my hands is I've got like my hands around my head. So mm-hmm. it looks like you're the anchor of your shot. That's what I tell my students is that you're framed in the 
the frame of your video screen with just mm -hmm. a little bit of space above your head and the top of the screen and on the side. So it kind of looks like you are supposed to be there and that you're the focal point of your video. And again, the light is on your face. Mm -hmm. And I would say the last thing is kind of a pet peeve is shaky video. <laughs> mm -hmm. Shaky video is a pet peeve for me. And it doesn't mean that you need a tripod necessarily, but it just means if you're going to be shooting video using, you know, with your hand being the one that holds up your phone, just make sure you do it in a way that follows the action. So it's not shaky and a crazy experience for your audience. So those, those mm -hmm. are to me, the three things. Got it. Got it. I noted for myself as well. Thank you. <laughs> so, any final thoughts that, that you would like to share with the person who is listening to this episode right now? Number one, I have two things, if it's okay, Ishu. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. The first thing is to not say no. <laughs> I'm not picking on you. I no, you are. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, maybe a little bit. But if somebody says to you and gives you an opportunity, please don't say no out of fear. I know it's scary. I do know how scary it is. And I, I've definitely been in a position where I should have said no. <laughs> mm -hmm. And instead of saying no, I said yes, and I went on camera. But it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to, to connect. And, and so that's number one is please don't say no. Take these tips. They're very simple. And they give you an opportunity to test your skills and grow in your experiences. So that's number one. Hmm. And number two is something that we've touched on a little bit is practicing this skill for real can pay off in spades. It, it really can. And I think you're seeing that with your YouTube channel, yeah. with your TikToks, that as uncomfortable as it feels, showing up in this way and just kind of, and, and really learning from your mistakes and not yeah. that they're mistakes, but learning from maybe what didn't go so well or learning from this experience and, and iterating and doing something different the next day. The only way to get better is to actually show up. And so we talked about it a little bit, but I'm just gonna reiterate, try this seven day challenge. And it's a seven day challenge with yourself is to take your phone, which I know you have hmm. and start tomorrow. So pick a time, let's say lunchtime and shoot a 30 second video about something you learned the day before. And do this for seven days. So every day around noon for seven days, shoot a 30 second video, 30 seconds. Like you don't have to do anything with your hair, your makeup, your lighting. Don't even, don't do anything except shoot the video and don't do anything until the seventh day on that seventh day, take a few minutes to watch the seven videos that you created and just see how you feel about them sometimes. And I've, I've heard this from students they post some of those videos because they were good enough. They felt good enough to publish them on their social media, but that's not a requirement. It's just watching back those videos. So recording those videos, giving it some time, and then watching those videos back. It's just, it helps us build that muscle memory, that video muscle, if you will. Mm -hmm. I, I can't get, well, I actually can guarantee that you're going to really enjoy what you see especially towards days six and seven, you're going to be like, wow, 
I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> <laughs> and you might continue. And you'll have a bank of videos that you may enjoy, but if you don't enjoy, you'll also see what you can do the next day to fix. And you'll keep going. And once you keep going, you'll get to the point where your TikToks go viral like yours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, it's a matter of practice. I agree. Um, keep on doing. Look back on uh, what happened, what you did, what was good, what was bad. Keep on improving. Um, so I think uh, reading the market is okay, but reading yourself is also important. That's what you said. And mm -hmm. I really loved it. Mm -hmm. um, where can we learn more about you and your business, Cheryl, if someone wants to get in touch? They're welcome. Anyone is welcome to find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash Cheryl Tan. I also have a video ready checklist that anyone listening can download. It's at CherylTanMedia.com slash video tips. And it's really, it's a checklist that you can print out or just have as a PDF. And it goes through the things that we talked about, just the things that you can just make sure you have ready. So you're as confident as you can be before you start recording on your phone. Thank you so much, Cheryl. This really means a lot. Thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you for having me.